I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Previously On in association with Sky Atlantic podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones Season 2 King Joffrey is watching men fight to the death. When one night Sir Dantas Hollard arrives too drunk to do battle, he orders him drowned in wine. Santa Stark, his intended, persuades Joffrey to spare his life, and he has instead made his personal fool. Sir Dantos thanks Sansa for saving him. In the small council chamber, a white raven, larger than the average black ones, has been sent to announce that summer is at an end and winter is coming. Queen Cersei is enraged when her brother Tyrion arrives to announce their father has sent him to be Hand of the King. He points out to Cersei that she might need his help, for they are losing the war with Rob Stark. As Bran sleeps, he again sees through the eyes of his direwolf. Above the direwolf, a huge red comet is glowing in the sky. When he wakes up, the wildling Osher tells him that a red comet can only mean one thing. Dragons. <coughs> Daenerys' tiny group of Dothraki soldiers are marching through a dry wasteland. She tries to feed her baby dragons on meat, but they refuse it. Horses and people are dying of exposure, so Daenerys sends her few remaining riders to scout out for shelter. Beyond the wall, the Night's Watch is staying with the wildling Craster and are told to avoid Craster's wives, who are also his daughters, as you do. Craster claims not to have seen the lost Benjamin Stark in years, but he does reveal Mance Raider, the king beyond the wall, is marching south with his wildlings. On the bleak island of Dragonstone, a red priestess called Melisandre is burning the statues of gods in front of Lord Stannis Baratheon, Robert Baratheon's brother and the actual rightful heir to the Iron Throne. The maester of the castle pleads with her to stop, but he's ignored, and Stannis draws a sword from the flames he has promised will help him conquer all of Westeros. The maester pleads to Davos Seaworth, Stannis's most loyal servant, but can't convince him to intervene. At a meeting with Stannis and Melisandre, the maester attempts to poison the witch, but she uses magic to switch the cups of wine, and the maester himself falls. <laughs> Robb Stark, the king in the north, visits Jamie Lannister in his prison. He tells the Kingslayer that Lord Stannis has sent letters to the whole realm, revealing the truth about the incest between him and Cersei. In the capital, Tyrion meets with Shay, the prostitute he's fallen in love with. He reminds her that she must be careful, no one can know she's with him, or her life will be in danger. Rob sends his demands to the Lannisters, his sisters are to be freed, the body of his father Ned returned, and Joffrey is to renounce his claim on the north. 
His mother Catelyn is appalled as these demands will never be met and her daughters are at the mercy of the Lannisters. Rob sends her to negotiate with Lord Renly Baratheon, who has also declared himself king. It's getting a bit busy, isn't it? And he's raised an army of 100,000 men. Rob also sends Theon Greyjoy back to the Iron Islands to try and get his family on side. The prostitute Roz is in Littlefinger's brothel when members of the Gold Cloaks, the guards of King's Landing, burst in. In front of a horrified mother, they slaughter a baby and it becomes clear that Joffrey, to ensure he has no rivals, has ordered the deaths of all King Robert Baratheon's bastard children. Arya is called by one of the captives in the Iron Wagon that's going to the Night's Watch. He introduces himself as Jack in Hagar and offers to be her friend in return for a drink of water. A group of gold cloaks from the city arrive, and Arya is certain they've come for her. Yorin, the member of the Night's Watch who smuggled her out of King's Landing, sees them off, but not before they announce they're there for Gendry. In Tyrion's chamber, Varys is speaking with Shay. Varys and Tyrion have a verbal duel that makes it clear both know much about the other, but Varys reveals he knows what Tyrion's father will do if he finds out about Shay. At a meeting of the small council, Queen Cersei tears up the demands sent by Rob Stark and asks for her brother Jaime. A letter from the Wall arrives with news that the dead are walking in the north, but Queen Cersei only treats the warning with scorn. At Craster's Keep beyond the wall, Sam saves Gilly, one of the wildlings' daughter wives from Jon Snow's direwolf. Gilly is pregnant and Sam wants to help her, suggesting to Jon that they take her with them. Jon says they can't. The Dothraki camp in the desert is slowly dying of thirst. A horse rides back through the shimmering heat and in its saddlebag is the head of one of Daenerys' riders. The Khaleesi rouses her people by promising them vengeance, if they can escape the wasteland alive, that is. Meeting Lord Janos Slint, Tyrion brings up the murder of all King Robert's bastards. Slint was responsible. Slint proclaims his loyalty to House Lannister, but Tyrion is sickened and has him arrested and sent to the Wall. Tyrion's psychic Bronn is given command of the City Watch in his place. On the road to the north, Arya discovers that her father met Gendry in King's Landing. She reveals she's Lord Stark's daughter. Gendry tries to call her Milady, but just gets a punch for his trouble, and she swears him to secrecy. Theon Greyjoy arrives at the Iron Islands to find no welcoming party. A woman offers him a ride on her horse, and he flirts with her along the way, boasting he's going to become King of the Iron Islands very soon. When Theon reunites with his father, Lord Balon, he hands over Rob's offer of an alliance, but Balon simply throws it in the fire while insulting his soft son. The girl who gave Theon a lift enters the room and Theon learns she's actually his sister Yara and his rival as heir to the Iron Islands. Davos Seaworth, Stannis Baratheon's right-hand man, makes a deal with a pirate called Salador San for ships. He tells King Stannis about the new fleet but he's sent from the room so that the king can be alone with Melisandre. The Red Priestess tells Stannis there is a way to defeat Renly. He must make a son with her. He's only currently got a daughter, Shireen. So the two have a crack at it on top of a map of Westeros. Back in the north, one of Craster's wives gives birth to a son and Craster carries it away into the dark forest. Jon Snow follows him and sees him leaving the baby in the snow, where a white walker picks it up. Jon's then knocked unconscious by Craster. After Jon Snow saw Craster offer his newborn son to a white walker, the wildling drags Jon into his keep and orders the Night Watch to leave immediately. Jon tries to tell Lord Commander Mormont what Craster is up to, but Mormont already knows pointing out that Night's Watch need allies, even ones like Cresta. Sam gives a thimble as a gift to Gilly, promising to return for her and the baby. In Winterfell, Bran is in the mind of his direwolf again. 
He awakes and tells Maester Lewin, but Lewin tells him that the ability to warg into animals is just a story. Magic, the Maester says, is dead in the world. Catelyn Stark arrives at the camp of King Renly to find a tournament going on. Sir Loras Tyrell is beaten to the ground and surprisingly surrenders to the large knight who overpowered him. Summoned before Renly, the knight lifts the helmet and reveals that she is Brienne of Tarth, a warrior woman. Renly offers her a place in his king's guard. Beside King Renly sits his new wife, Marjorie Tyrell. On the Iron Islands, Theon proposes an alliance between the Greyjoys and the Starks, but his father refuses, saying they'll instead attack the North while the Starks are in the South. Theon writes a letter to Rob to warn him of the attack, but changes his mind and burns it. He's chosen his own family over the Starks and is baptised in the faith of the Iron Island's drowned god. Shay is growing bored trapped in Tyrion's chamber. He suggests putting her to work in the castle kitchens, but she refuses, and instead she's given to Sansa Stark as a handmaid. Tyrion sets a trap for Varys, Littlefinger and Grandmaster Pycelle to see which of them he can trust. He tells each of them a different story about who Princess Marcella, Cersei's daughter, will marry. When Queen Cersei storms into his room, forbidding Tyrion to send Marcella to dawn, Tyrion knows that the Grand Maester has betrayed him, and he is in prison for his betrayal. King Renly finds his lover Loras in his bed, but knows he must produce an heir with his bride Marjorie. Marjorie herself is understanding about Renly's sexual preference, and shows herself as a woman who will do whatever it takes to remain queen. In the Riverlands, Arya and Yorin are talking when the Warhorns blare out of the night and Lannister guards descend on the camp searching for Gendry. Yorin is shot down and killed. The Night's Watch recruits fight and Arya frees Jack and Hagar. Everyone is captured and they're to be taken to Harrenhal to face Lord Tywin Lannister. We start with a trio of Lannister guards in the pouring rain discussing who is the most fearsome fighter in the Seven Kingdoms. From the gloom charge stark warriors with a direwolf at their head. The Lannister camp is slaughtered. While examining the battlefield, Rob Stark sees a beautiful medicine woman treating a wounded soldier. This is Talisa, who feistily accuses the king of being the cause of all of the death around them. She saves the injured soldier and impresses Rob with her spirit. In the throne room of the Red Keep, King Joffrey is pointing a crossbow at Sansa Stark and blaming her for the Lannister loss. He decides to send Rob a message by having her beaten and stripped but Tyrion puts a stop to this and leads Sansa away from the hall. Bronn suggests that what Joffrey needs is some more innocent fun, so Tyrion sends him two prostitutes. Joffrey watches them savagely whip each other. Littlefinger, never one to miss a PR opportunity, arrives in Renly's camp to try and win favour with the rebel king. Whilst there, he visits Catelyn, who flies into a rage at the sight of him. Littlefinger returns Ned Stark's bones and offers Catelyn a deal. Jamie Lannister, who she's captured, in exchange for her daughters. Over in the east, one of Daenerys' riders returns with the news that they are three days' walk from Carth, a city which will welcome them. Arya, Gendry and Hotpie are hauled into Harrenhal, a ruined castle with walls melted by dragonfire, where all the prisoners are being tortured for information by Sir Gregor Clegane, the Mountain. While waiting their turn, Arya recites the list of all the people she wants to kill. As Gendry is about to have starving rats attack him, Lord Tywin Lannister arrives. He calls the torture stupid, as they need all the skilled workers they can get, and Gendry is a smith. Tywin spots that Arya is really a girl, and takes her into his service as a cupbearer. The rival kings Stannis and Renly meet for a parley. Neither of them is willing to kneel before the other, and the two can only agree to meet each other in battle the next morning. 
Outside the walls of Carth, Daenerys and her Dothraki are met by the Thirteen, the rulers of the city. They've come to see her dragons, but aren't so eager to let her ragged, if small horde of horsemen in. One of the Thirteen, the rich trader Zaro Zoandaxos, allows Daenerys to enter the city as his guest. Lancel Lannister arrives in Tyrion's rooms to haughtily demand the release of Grand Maester Pycelle in the Queen's name. Tyrion had him jailed for betrayal in the last episode. Tyrion rebuffs him and wonders how King Joffrey will react when he tells him that Lancel has been sleeping with Cersei. The grovelling Lancel is forced to switch sides and spy on Cersei for Tyrion. In Stannis's fleet, the king instructs Sir Davos to row Melisandre to a secret passage beneath the cliffs. In the dark tunnel, they find the way is blocked by an iron gate. Melisandre shrugs off her robes to reveal her heavily pregnant belly. There, much to Davos's amazement, she gives birth to a twisting and writhing shadow baby that sprints away into the camp above. In King Renly's tent, Catelyn and the king negotiate the terms of a peace treaty between the Starks and the Baratheons. The tent flaps shudder as the ghostly figure we saw Melisandre give birth to last episode slides in. With a shadow blade, it stabs King Renly dead and dissipates into nothingness. The War of the Five Kings is now down to just four. A weeping Brienne is convinced to flee as Catelyn says they will both be blamed for Renly's death. Many in Renly's army change sides to join King Stannis, but the Tyrells refuse. Littlefinger uses all his wily ways to bring the Tyrell forces over to Joffrey's cause. Davos tries to warn King Stannis about how dangerous Melisandre is, but Stannis will not listen. He does, however, agree to leave the Red Priestess behind when they attack King's Landing and gives Davos the command of his fleet. In King's Landing, Tyrion coerces information from his cousin Lancel. Queen Cersei has ordered vast amounts of wildfire, a dangerous substance that explodes into unquenchable flames. If their enemies surround the city, she intends to burn them all. Tyrion goes to the pyromancers who are making the wildfire and claims it all for his own purposes. Theon takes control of the single ship placed under his command. His crew is less than impressed with their new commander. To win them over, he decides to besiege a castle and not the fishing villages he was ordered to take. Freezing in the far north, the Night's Watch is met by the famous ranger Corin Halfhand. He plans to capture a wildling camp to interrogate them about Mance Raider's plans and Jon Snow volunteers to join him. In Carth, Daenerys is enjoying the hospitality of Zara Zoan Daxos. At a party thrown in her honour, Daenerys is approached by the warlock Pyat Pri, who invites her to the mysterious house of the Undying. Zara says she doesn't need the dubious assistance of magicians. If she marries him, he'll buy her a fleet to carry her to Westeros. Daenerys decides to reject both of these offers, for now. At Winterfell, word reaches them that the Ironborn are raiding the coast and attacking castles, so the guards of the castle are sent to drive them back into the sea but Bran dreams of the ocean swelling up and drowning everyone in Winterfell. Arya is serving as the cupbearer to Tywin Lannister, a position that lets her hear all of the Lannister plans. Jacken tells her that since she saved three lives in the battle that freed him, death is owed three souls. All she has to do is tell him, and he will see to it that they die, so she names the man who tortured the captives. That man dies from a tragic accident where he somehow trips, falls and twists his neck completely around, much to Arya's satisfaction. We begin with Theon Greyjoy and his men successfully capturing Winterfell. Theon convinces Bran, who's now in charge, to yield by promising not to hurt anyone. When Bran publicly surrenders, Osher asks the self-proclaimed Lord of Winterfell to make her part of his forces, an offer that Theon refuses. Sir Roderick Castle spits in Theon's face, and although Theon wants to imprison him, 
Those around him insist he pay with his life for this disrespect. Theon executes Sir Roderick, but embarrassingly can't behead him with one clean blow, having to give him a long and brutal finish. At Harrenhal, Tywin Lannister is frustrated by the incompetence of his bannermen and notices that Arya can read suspiciously well. Littlefinger meets with Tywin in his chambers and Arya struggles to conceal her face from him. North of the Wall, Corrin and the Watchmen fight a group of wildlings, killing all but one. The surviving wildling, who is subdued by Jon, is revealed to be a red-haired woman called Egret. Egret says that hundreds of thousands of wildlings, or free folk, are waiting for the Watchmen. Reluctant to kill a woman, Jon suggests that they question her, but Corrin insists she must be killed, offering to do it himself. Jon insists he'll do it and offers to catch up with the group later. Once alone, Egret attempts to persuade Jon to join Mance Raider's wildling army, but he refuses. When Jon hesitates to kill her, Egret flees down the mountainside. Jon recaptures her, but is now separated from his brothers as nighttime approaches. They make camp and share body heat at Egret's suggestion. On the shores of King's Landing, the Lannisters and Sansa watch as Cersei's daughter Marcella begins her journey to Dawn as part of a marriage alliance with the Martells. On their return to the Red Keep, the royal party passes a crowd of hungry protesters who throw manure in Joffrey's face. He orders his guards to kill them all, causing an absolute riot. The Lannisters are huddled to safety, but Sansa is trapped. Inside the castle walls, Tyrion slaps Joffrey and reminds him that without Sansa, they'll never see Jaime again. Tyrion orders the King's Guard to find Sansa, but they don't recognise his authority and refuse. Outside, Sansa is cornered by a group of men who try to rape her, but she's saved when the Hound violently dispatches her attackers and carries her to safety. In Carth, Daenerys struggles to persuade members of the council to invest in her planned army. Back in Harrenhal, Arya steals a scroll containing information about Rob from Tywin's desk, but is discovered reading it by a Lannister soldier. She flees and finds Jack and Hagar, asking him to kill him as the second of the three lives he owes her, and just as the soldier's about to tell Tywin, he's killed with a poison dart. At the Stark camp, Rob flirts with Talisa, and it's revealed that she's a member of House Mygear, a noble family in Volantis. Sensing their mutual attraction, Catler reminds her son that he's betrothed to Walder Frey's daughter. Roose Bolton informs Rob that Theon has betrayed him and offers to send his bastard son to retake Winterfell. Rob accepts, but asks that Theon is brought to him alive so he can kill him personally. The episode ends with two shocking escapes. In Winterfell, Osha seduces Theon in exchange for her freedom, but secretly smuggles Bran, Rickon and Hodor out of the castle with her. And in Carth, Daenerys returns to her accommodation to find the household slaughtered and her dragon cages empty. Theon wakes to find Osha, Hodor and the Stark brothers missing from Winterfell, and he sets out with his men to find them. They find walnut shells in the yard of a nearby farm, suggesting that they were once nearby, so Theon resolves to interrogate the farmer. At Harrenhal, Tywin investigates the poison dart used to kill the soldier, which he wrongly believes was intended for him. Arya actually got Jack and her guard to kill him before he raised the alarm about her to Tywin. The Mountain thinks that the assassin was a member of the Brotherhood Without Banners, an outlaw group. Tywin commands that villages and farms are burned to send a message to all those harbouring fugitives. Tywin offers Arya some food, and while he tells her about his legacy, she briefly considers taking a chance to kill him. Her historical knowledge and use of language convinces Tywin that she's concealing her ancestry, but Arya persuades him otherwise. 
Beyond the Wall, Egret, the wildling that John captured, deduces that John is a virgin. And John tells Egret celibacy is the price of being a brother of the Night's Watch. She tries to persuade John he can have a better life as a free man beyond the wall like Mance Raider and offers to teach him more about sex, but a very tempted John manages to refuse. Egret then escapes and John is cornered by her and several wildlings who've been hiding in the hills. In the Red Keep, Sansa has her first period, meaning she's considered old enough to marry Joffrey and bear his children. Sansa and Shay, Tyrion's secret love and Sansa's handmaid, attempt to hide the blood on her sheets but are discovered by the Hound. Cersei later tells Sansa that while she may never be able to love Joffrey, she must still love her children. At the Stark camp, Rob is informed by Alton Lannister that Cersei's rejected his peace terms, so Rob places Alton in a pen with Jaime Lannister. The medicine woman, Talisa, who's grown close to Rob, agrees to accompany him to the crag as she's seeking medical supplies for the injured. In the pen, Alton and Jamie talk amicably. Despite this, Jamie bludgeons Alton to death to attract a nearby guard who he strangles, stealing his keys and escaping. In Carth, Zaro insists he was not responsible for the disappearance of Daenerys' dragons, but Daenerys is suspicious still. Jorah returns from his quest to find ships and visits Quaithe, a shadowbinder, in search of the dragons. Quaithe tells Jorah the thief is with Daenerys right now. At that moment, the warlock Pyat Pri tells Daenerys he has her dragons in the House of the Undying, before Zaro stages a coup and together they assassinate the other 11 members of the council. Back in the Riverlands, Jaime is recaptured by the Starks and in Rob's absence brought before Catelyn. Despite demands for his execution, Catelyn knows Jaime is far more valuable alive. In Cersei's chambers, Tyrion tells his sister that Joffrey needs to be controlled. Cersei wonders whether Joffrey's cruelty is caused by his incestuous lineage, as was often the case with the Targaryens. Tyrion tells her she has beaten the odds, as Marcella and Tommen are both good children, but is unable to offer her much comfort. Catelyn's refusal to execute Jaime causes anger in the Stark camp that night. Catelyn calls him a man without honour, and Jaime tells her that his loyalty to Cersei makes him more honourable than her late husband. In a fury, Catelyn orders Brienne to draw her sword. The episode ends in Winterfell with Theon, desperate to be taken seriously, assembling the locals to show them what happens to those who cross him. He reveals the hanging remains of two children who've been burned to death. As Maester Lewin mourns Bran and Rickon, Theon looks horrified at what he's become. In the north, an expectant Theon watches in confusion when the gates of Winterfell open to a small group of soldiers led by his sister Yara Greyjoy, rather than the substantial reinforcements he needs to hold the castle. When Theon questions his sister, he's met with ridicule rather than respect and told that his father, Balon Greyjoy, has sent her to bring him back to the Iron Islands. Theon, however, has different ideas and states his intention to hold Winterfell. North of the Wall, Egret offers Jon as a gift to the Lord of Bones, a fearsome wildling raider who wears a giant skull instead of a helmet and armour made of bones. But with the Lord of Bones already having a prisoner, he's got no need for two crows. A crow is what the wildlings call the Night's Watch due to their black uniforms, and orders Jon to be executed. Egret fights Jon's corner, stating that Mance Raider, King of the North Beyond the Wall, will want to question him and decide Jon's fate himself, finally persuading the Lord of Bones with the mention that Jon is Ned's bastard son. In the Westerlands, Rob receives news that Jaime has escaped in the night released by Catelyn. Furious with his mother, Rob confronts her with Lord Rickard Carstark at his side. Catelyn says she released Jamie to save her girls, Sansa and Arya. Rickard dismisses this and reminds her he has already lost his own children and that she has now denied him his vengeance. 
Rob declares his mother a traitor and puts her under guard day and night. Brian of Tarth, who Catelyn ordered to escort Jaime to trade for Sansa and Arya, has abandoned the road to King's Landing in favour of using the waterways and a canoe. At the table of Tywin Lannister in Harrenhal, a decision is made that Tywin and his army will march west to meet Rob's forces. Tywin leaves and Arya, realising she's missed her chance to kill him, seeks out Jack and Hagar to help her escape. In an act of cunning ingenuity, Arya pressures Jack into help by giving him his own name as the third on her death list and saying she will retract his name once she and her friends Hot Pie and Gendry are free. Beyond the wall and marching through a snow-filled landscape with hands bound, Corin begins to plant the seeds of a plan to install Jon as a spy in the wildling ranks. In King's Landing, Tyrion is buried deep in the history books, searching ardently for tactics to use in the defence of the city as he knows an attack from Stannis is imminent. Sam Tarly and some other members of the Night's Watch uncover something buried deep in the snow north of the Wall. A stash of dragonglass weapons, also known as obsidian by the maesters, wrapped in an old Night's Watch cloak. Cersei, concerned about Joffrey's safety in the coming battle, seizes the prostitute Ros in the belief she is Tyrion's lover and threatens to replicate any harm that comes to Joffrey. Tyrion, while hiding his relief that Cersei doesn't have Shay, vows revenge on his sister. It's night in the Westlands. Rob and Rhys Bolton discuss the retaking of Winterfell. Rhys states that his bastard son, Ramsay Snow, is only a few days' march from the northern stronghold. Rob tells Rhys to get word to Winterfell that any ironborn willing to surrender will be allowed to walk free, with the exception of Theon Greyjoy. That night, Rob sleeps with Talisa, ignoring his promised betrothal to a daughter of Walder Frey, the deal they struck earlier on in order to cross his bridge. At Harrenhal, Arya's escape plan is underway. She, along with Hot Pie and Gendry, approach the gate at midnight as instructed by Jacken and realise the guards have all been killed. They escape. Tensions are high in Carth as Jorah pleads with Daenerys to leave her dragons and flee the city as to stay will mean certain death. But Daenerys is adamant that she will not leave her children, as she's now taken to calling the dragons, and requests that Jorah take her to the House of the Undying to rescue them. At Winterfell, Maester Lewin catches sight of Osha sneaking into the catacombs and follows her. She tells him how they reached the farm but then doubled back, thinking that within the walls of Winterfell would be the last place Theon would look for the boys. They consider that it must be the farmer's boys Theon hanged and burnt, saying Bran must never know, as he would only blame himself. Bran heard every word. Stannis's fleet edges ever closer to King's Landing. Davos and his son Mathos discuss the difficult forthcoming battle. The city walls have never before been breached. Mathos has faith that Stannis will sit upon the Iron Throne by sunrise. Within the walls of the city, Cersei drinks wine in her quarters. Pycelle visits her and gives her a vial containing essence of nightshade, a poison to be used as a last resort should Stannis win the battle and capture them. Bronn drinks with the Lannister soldiers. The mood is good despite the imminent battle, but doesn't get on so well with the Hound. Just as bloodshed seems inevitable, the city bells announce the arrival of Stannis. From the castle walls, Joffrey demands to know why his fleet are not in the water as Stannis' own fleet nears. Tyrion, however, has clearly been very busy making other plans. His investigations from the last episode have bore fruit, and a single vessel from the Lannister fleet loaded with wildfire sails right into the heart of Stannis' ships. A highly flammable, highly volatile green liquid, wildfire is a prime weapon of war with its innate power to cause very big explosions. Tyrion signals for Bronn to fire a flaming arrow from the beach directly to the trailed wildfire. 
the green fire tears through Stannis's fleet, destroying Davos's ship and killing his son instantly, with scorched, burning men screaming as their lives go up in wildfire smoke. The sounds of the dying in the water carry across the battlements, where Tyrion and the Hound appear shocked, and Joffrey grins. Aboard his own ship, Stannis prepares his remaining army to land in rowboats and take King's Landing. In the relative safety of the holdfast, Cersei, Sansa, Shay, and the ladies of the court await the outcome of the battle outside. Cersei drinks wine and torments Sansa, at times terrifying her with details of what will happen to the women if Stannis takes King's Landing. The executioner, Cyrilyn Payne, stands guard should the worst have to happen. Stannis's rowboat shore at King's Landing. The Hound leads a group of soldiers, including Lancel Lannister, to meet them head on. Lancel is struck in the arm by an arrow and retreats from the battlefield. Back in the holdfast, Cersei begins to question Shay about her past, but is interrupted when Lancel bursts in. He tells Cersei that Stannis is at the city walls. Cersei commands him to remove Joffrey from the battle immediately. On the battlefield, the Hound is momentarily stopped in his tracks when a burning enemy soldier runs screaming at him. Just as the Hound looks doomed to die, the enemy is killed by Bronze Arrow. The Hound retreats from battle, only for Joffrey to command him to return. The Hound pours scorn upon Joffrey and leaves anyway. Lancel arrives under Cersei's order to remove Joffrey from the fight. Joffrey offers no resistance to the idea and beats a hasty retreat. His cowardly departure disheartens the men on the front line, but Tyrion rouses them with a bold speech. Back at the Holdfast, Lancel warns Cersei that the battle is lost if Joffrey doesn't return to fight. Cersei refuses to allow it and storms out. Shay tells Sansa to lock herself in her quarters and await Stannis. Upon entering her room, she's met by the Hound, who offers to keep her safe and take her north to Winterfell. Sansa declines. As the battle rages on, Tyrion leads the troops through the tunnels beneath King's Landing and surprises Stannis' soldiers with an attack from the rear, during which Tyrion is betrayed by Sir Mandon, who brings his blade down across Tyrion's face. Mandon is speared through the eye and killed by Podrick Payne, Tyrion's squire. In the throne room, Cersei is seated upon the Iron Throne with her son, Tommen, telling him a story as she prepares the nightshade. In the nick of time, Tywin Lannister and his new allies from House Tyrell arrive and defeat Stannis's army. Stannis is dragged from the battle by his men, screaming at them to stand and fight. And in the throne room, Cersei is stopped from giving the poison to Tommen at the last moment as the warrior in Renly's armour enters and reveals himself as Sir Loras Tyrell. Tywin Lannister marches into the throne room and announces the battle is over and the Lannisters have won. Buoyed by victory, Joffrey names Tywin the Hand of the King, also rewarding Littlefinger for uniting the Lannisters and the Tyrells by giving him his old home of Harrenhal. Loras Tyrell requests that Joffrey marry his sister Marjorie, as her union with Renly was never consummated, for obvious reasons. It doesn't take much to persuade Joffrey to agree to this. Marjorie can be quite persuasive. Sansa is delighted, but Littlefinger warns her this does not mean she's free. Noticing her resemblance to her mother Catelyn, whom he has long loved, he offers to help her escape. Brienne and Jaime continue their journey to the capital and come across the bodies of three women who were lynched by Stark soldiers who find Brienne cutting the women down. They realise who Jaime is, so Brienne single-handedly kills them and buries the women. Elsewhere in the Westerlands, Rob tells Catelyn that he's in love with Talisa. Catelyn warns him that breaking his oath to Walder Frey would be foolish, but he replies she has no right to criticise him for recklessness and marries Talisa in a private ceremony. 
Mourning his defeat, Stannis feels betrayed by the Red Witch Melisandre and her mystical promises. She urges him not to give up. Angry, Stannis half-heartedly tries to strangle her. Melisandre soothes him, telling Stannis he'll betray everything he holds dear, but it will be worth it. In Winterfell, Theon is surrounded by enemy forces but won't flee to the Night's Watch as he believes Jon Snow will kill him. He resolves to die on the battlefield in glory and gives his men a rallying speech. It appears to work until Dagmar knocks Theon out in order to exchange him for their freedom. Bran, Rickon, Osher and Hodor discover that Winterfell has been sieged and find Maester Lewin dying in the Godswood. He tells the boys to travel north as there are too many enemies in the south and Osher kills him to end his pain. At the Red Keep, Varys visits Tyrion who is recovering from his injuries. Varys tells him that Cersei was responsible for the attempt on his life. Stripped of his titles and politically weak, Tyrion sends Podrick, the squire who saved him on the battlefield, to fetch Bronn and four of his most loyal gold cloaks to guard his door. Shay arrives and reassures Tyrion that she's not repulsed by his scarred face and surprises him by deciding to stay by his side. Tyrion bursts into tears. Arya, Gendry and Hot Pie encounter Jack and Hagar on the road away from Harrenhal. Jacken offers to take Arya to Bravos so she can become a faceless man like him. Arya wants to follow him, but says she needs to find her family. So Jacken gives her a coin that she can give to anyone from Bravos if she wants to find him again, using the phrase Valarmagulis, which translates into All Men Must Die. Across the narrow sea, Daenerys reaches the House of the Undying, a tower with no visible entrance that magically transports her inside. Within the tower, she has a vision of the throne room of the Red Keep in ruins and covered in snow. Daenerys finds her dragons, but Pyat Pri emerges and restrains her. Dracarys! She orders her dragons to kill him by breathing fire. <clears throat> Realising Zaro and Doria have betrayed her, she strips his home of its valuables to fund the purchase of ships. Beyond the wall, Corrin tells Jon he must infiltrate the wildlings on behalf of the Night's Watch. Corrin attacks Jon and goads him into killing him by insulting Ned and his mother. The wildlings are impressed enough to free Jon and they eventually arrive at Mance Raider's camp where thousands of free folk are assembled. Sam Tarly, Gren and Ed are on patrol when they hear three horn blasts, the signal alerting of White Walkers. They run, but Sam struggles to keep up. A huge group of White Walkers and Whites approach. Hiding behind a boulder, Sam cowers in fear as a White Walker stops beside him, stares him down but strangely ignores him. The White Walker shrieks and leads hundreds of undead followers towards the Night's Watch's camp. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. You can watch every single episode of Game of Thrones seasons 1 to 7 with Sky's ultimate on-demand TV pack. And the final season is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 15th of April. For more details, head over to sky.com. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. If you know someone who needs to get up to speed with Thrones in time for that launch on April the 15th on Sky Atlantic, just send them our way. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback, have I pronounced a name wrong? I hope I haven't. Or ideas for a show that we should be covering. We'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at previous podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk previously on is presented by jamie east and is a daft doris production Music.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.